You know, there's a lot of questions that people in the world want to find the answers to. I'm taking a psychology class in college, so I get to hear a few. Um, but maybe a big one, why does death exist? Why do people only live as long as they do? What is good or right? What is bad or wrong? Do we have a free will? Does your puppy dog go to heaven? Is there a heaven? Is there global warming? Or is there going to be an ice age? Do animals deserve to be treated ethically? What does ethical mean? How did the universe come into existence? Is it ever going to end? Do humans have unalienable rights? What makes people do the things they do? Is man naturally good? Whatever that means. Is there a meaning to life? And there's many more, but people, the, the, the deal is there's questions that people want to find the answers to, and everyone seems so confused. I'm listening to professors at Institution of Higher Learning, it shows the confusion for sure. And even self-professing Christians, they're confused. But I thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. He has put down in writing the answer yes. to all of those questions. Yes. Every single one. If you want to know an answer, I was looking at Nave's topical Bible and I saw the number 20,000. And I know that's far short of the true breadth, but 20,000 topics. It indexes 20,000 topics in the Bible. Any, any question you have, there's an answer. And I thank the Lord. He has given that to us. Amen. If you would, turn in your Bible to Psalm 119. That's what I'm going to be going over today. Amen. To your um, discouragement, I'm sure I will not be reading all 176 verses. That would take 15 minutes by itself. However, I will be giving a brief, very brief overview of the entire psalm. This psalm is very repetitive. David repeats phrases over and over throughout it. If I gave this as a paper in one of my classes, it would not receive a good grade. It is very repetitive. But... I like that because it's kind of the Lord saying, hey, look at this. This is important. This is what matters. It's the longest psalm, and there's a lot of repetition in there, and I think we should pay attention to it. Yes. You all know the focus of this psalm. This psalm is David's prayer to the Lord describing the love he has for the words of God like we should. Yes. He uses the word longing, and he said he longed at all times. I like that. He said rejoice. He used the word rejoice twice. He used the word hope seven times, delight nine times, and love eleven times. And I'm going to look at all the verses using the word love. Verse 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Yes. I hate, verse 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Amen. Verse 119, Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross, therefore I love thy testimonies. Amen. Verse 127, Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Verse 159, Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Verse 163, I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Verse 165, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And verse 167, My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. Amen. And so David obviously loved the words of God. Why should we love the words of God? And the, one of the biggest reasons that I'm thankful for is because it has all the answers we need. There's so much confusion. One time my aunt was talking to my mom, and she said, I wish there was a book that told me how I should live. And my mom said, there is a book. It's called the Bible. And, of course, she said, then, of course, she said, well, I don't understand that book. And that's just how it is. Many of us grew up in the church, and we don't see it 
the confusion and the blindness and just so much obscurity. But I thank the Lord he's given us understanding. It's hard to believe he would choose us. I don't know why, but he did, and I thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. And another reason why we should love the words of God, and I know this point's been brought up before, but David, he didn't have the whole Bible. He didn't have the New Testament. He didn't even have the whole Old Testament. He just had the law. Do this. Don't do that. Thou shalt. Thou shalt not. There's only 613 statutes, laws, commandments, precepts, judgments, words, ways, and testimonies. 613. That's not a lot of comfort, it would seem. Not a lot of encouragement or hope, right? But he loved the law, and he says exceedingly. Just think about this. If you love someone, you want to know their preferences, what they like and what they don't like, and you appreciate when they tell you what they would like for you to do. That's what God did for us. He told us exactly what he wants. That should yes. be very comforting to us. Yes. We know what we can do to make him happy. Yes. And it, think about this, too. At work, if someone doesn't give you clear directions, that's very frustrating. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. But he's told us exactly what he requires. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Amen. It's so clear. We know what to do. And also, another reason why we should love the words of God, we also have the New Testament. David didn't have that. I mean, that is far beyond the law. And so do we, do we rejoice? Do we take delight in this word? Do we long for it? Is it our hope? And do we love it? That's one phrase that David repeats. Another one he says several times, eight times, or nine times. He asks the Lord to teach him, using the words, teach him, teach me. In verse 12, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Verse 26, he says, I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. And verse 33, he says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Verse 64, teach me thy statutes. Verse 66, teach me good judgment and knowledge. Yes. Verse 68, teach me thy statutes. Verse 108, teach me thy judgments. Verse 124, teach me thy statutes. And verse 135, teach me thy statutes. And many other verses that don't use teach me contain the same thought. We love verse 18, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Right. And what I want us to get from this is David kept prayer and Bible reading together, and we should as well. And we should ask the Lord before we read the Bible to remind us of things and teach us new things we haven't seen before. Yes. And humbling ourselves, asking the Lord to teach us, telling him we don't know anything. It's a great place to start. That's where David started. How do you think Solomon learned the prayer by the little child? He had to learn it from his dad. Right. I don't know about you, but sometimes I read the Bible and I'm like, yeah, I've read that before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hear it every week. I already know that. <laughs> yep. But that's, that's not the right attitude. We should stay humble, and the Lord will show us new things and convict us with old. Some other verses that David repeats the word. He uses the word quicken nine times in this. And he says in verse 25, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Verse 37, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Behold, verse 40, Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Verse 88. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Verse 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Verse 149. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. Verse 154. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. In verse 156, greater thy tender mercies, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. 
Verse 159, Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy yes, loving Lord. kindness. David repeatedly asked for the Lord to revive him, yes. to make him alive in the way that the Bible lays out. He says, according to thy word, according to thy judgments, according to thy righteousness. We need the Lord to revive our hearts. Often, we're all, sometimes we get down, and we should pray for it often like David did. And something I like is, here David, he cites a couple reasons for God to quicken him. First, because of God's righteousness, because he's promised to do it. Second, because God's loving kindness, because God's merciful and he wants to do it. Third, because he also reasons that not only did David love the words of God, that's a reason, but he also was going to, he would keep it, that his yes. test, the Lord's testimonies. And that's the reason he said, Lord, you should bless me because of this. Right. And that's throughout the psalm. This is my favorite part that David repeats. He says the word, keep or kept, 29 times. And there's over 30 times he refers to his own obedience in the psalm. That is the most thing, that is the biggest yeah. thing that's repeated here. And of all the f- words he repeats, this is the biggest. And he says, uh, I like verse 31. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord, put me not to shame. Or verse 17. I'll come back to verse 17 later. He professes his obedience often. And that's not pride or self-righteousness. If you're living righteously like David was, we should live in such a way that when we pray, we can back up our requests with reasons why the Lord should bless us. Amen. And back to verse 17, deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. The whole reason he wanted to be kept alive and blessed was not for his own pleasure. It was to honor the Lord and to keep his word. Lord, bless me, deal bountifully with me, and I'm going to do what you want me to do. Yes. And that's what we should ask for. Is that, is that, is that the emphasis of our prayer requests? Is it more of do this because this is something I want or do this because this helps me serve you more effectively? That's what it should be. Right. What I want to take away from today, a renewed desire and love for God's words. We should be thankful for the understanding we have. We don't deserve it. He's been so merciful to us. We should stay humble, pray for God's blessing and future understanding, and to see better things and greater things in the Bible. We should always be looking to say, is consistently high and alive spiritually. And when we're not, we need to pray for the Lord to revive and quicken us. And most importantly, we should live the kind of godly life that allows us to reason with our maker by our personal holiness like David could. Let's love the Bible as much as David did, and most importantly, obey the Bible like David did.